Why is the thought of death so scary? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you will hear from Grace Wood Smith, who is a devout Muslim who was struggling with fears of death, and she wondered how good she had to be to go to heaven. You know, I think that the majority of people struggle with the thought of death. I know for me, right. that was a big struggle for me and has been in my life. So, well, you know, and for those of you who are listening, if you're scared of death, don't tune out. Just keep listening. Yeah. And I think because one of the biggest reasons is it's the unknown. We've never done it. So it can be scary to do something that you've never done and you don't know how it's going to happen. And when my aunt passed away, I thought of death often Mm -hmm. and wondered, oh my gosh, what will happen to me? When will it happen? And I know there are people who won't even talk about it at all. Don't want to even bring it up because it's even scary to talk about. Well, that was me. I didn't want to talk about death. Death terrified me because, you know, when you think of death, most people think it's the end. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are given their last days, they're thinking, I need to do everything that I can that I never got a chance to do because this is the only living, which is what we see on earth. Mm-hmm. What changed for me is when I came to know Christ, something really changed. Then I learned that death is not the end. Death is actually the beginning. There is mm-hmm. an afterlife. There is something beyond what we see here on earth. In the Bible, it says in John chapter 11, verse 25, 26, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Mm. Do you believe this? What's so amazing about that is Jesus is talking about this. And in this Bible verse, he actually raises Lazarus from the dead, showing that he's not just talk. He has the power to raise someone back from the dead. And he himself is saying that those who believe in him will never die. Mm. That brought me so much comfort to understand not the idea or the belief, but the fact that there is life after death. And when you know Jesus, Mm -hmm. you live forever with him, not in a cliche kind of way, but for real. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's so interesting is that through our show, we've interviewed people who have said they've died and come back and they feel more alive when they're dead. And they say that earth and life is more like a dream and death was more alive, which we can't even fathom it. And I'm always comforted with Apostle Paul because he talks about death and he says, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart, like die and be with Jesus Christ, which is far better. But then he talks about staying on the earth, but it's necessary for you that I remain in the body. So he wanted to go because he knew that when he was away from his body, he would be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it is a beautiful place, heaven, and it's going to be wonderful. Well, that's, you know, where I am today. I am really not scared of death. I feel totally set free from that. And when you receive Jesus Christ, that's one of the things that naturally comes. Mm, So wonderful. Well, let's hear from Grace Wood Smith after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. 
Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Grace Wood Smith, and she was a devout Muslim for over 30 years. She heard the audible voice of God, and her life has been completely changed. And we're going to find out how she has these encounters with Jesus and how things are changed in her life. Let's welcome to the show, Grace. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. You know, Grace, I know there are a lot of people from different religions who are experiencing Jesus, and I'm really excited to hear how that happened to you. As a young girl, your whole family really was leading people to the Muslim faith. Your mom's a teacher, and they hoped that you would actually take over the school out in South Africa. Can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing? Yes. My earliest memory, honestly, is sitting on my mother's lap in Islamic school, and I was reciting the Quran. And as I was reciting the Quran, I made an error. And it seemed like I was making the same error. So every time I would make the error, I would get spanked. And that was when I realized that I had to be perfect. There was Mm. no room for error. There was no room to even be human in a sense. Mm. And so from an early age, I felt this fear. If I wasn't good enough, then I would never be accepted by Allah. So that channeled my passion from a young girl because I really looked up to my mom. And so I wanted to do everything she was doing. So because I was so passionate, mom said, okay, you know what? You're the one that we're going to pick and you're going to take over as I get older and you're going to start teaching. And so my life as a teenager was that I would go to regular school, but then after school, we would have Islamic studies. And so I started teaching with my mom. Mm. And we did a lot of evangelism. And so we would go out into neighborhoods where there was, you know, poor people, and then we would feed them. Well, you would feed them and then invite them over to the house. And then that's when the conversions would happen because you met a need, right? So people think, okay, if you met a need, then this God that you have, that might be the God. And so Mm. my mom would convert them, and then I would help with the second part of that. And there was all the rules of how to eat, how to take a bath, how to, like, everything is very legalistic. So all those things. Mm. And so my life was literally just school and Islamic study. If I wanted to take part in something in school, if it affected Islamic study, that was a no-go. That was not happening because like literally my life was planned. And so when I graduated from high school, I'm sure you've heard of apartheid and Nelson Mandela. Well, Nelson Mandela came out of prison and that was 1992, I believe. I graduated in 93 and I applied to go to nursing school, but I wasn't accepted because where I'm from, there's four race groups. There's white, black, Indian, and colored. I'm considered colored because I'm mixed. Mm. So mom said, okay, look, you can't go to school this year. Would you like to go to the United States? And I was like, yes, because I had a sibling that lived here. And so that's how I ended up in the United States. Wow. You know, as you were growing up as a Muslim devout, you also struggled with a lot of fears as you were serving Allah. Tell me a little bit about the fears and the thoughts that you were having, though you kept trying to be good. You felt like you were never good enough. Tell me a little more about that. Yes, I always felt like no matter what I did, there was no way. It was impossible for me to go to heaven. Mm. It was absolutely not going to happen because I knew my thoughts. I had a lot of anger because of childhood issues, things that happened in the household. So I had this anger and I would say things that were very hateful, but yet I was praying five times a day, even praying extra prayers, just hoping that I would escape hellfire, right? Mm. And so that was the fear. And then always being critiqued because you don't pronounce things correctly. Arabic is not my first language. It's English. But when you are Muslim, you are taught the Quran in Arabic. 
And so you're not going to pronounce it like somebody, for example, from the Middle East. But that's what we were striving to do. And so there was a lot of critique on that. Like nothing was good enough. So that fear of, oh, my gosh, if I go to sleep tonight, what if I don't wake up tomorrow? Well, if I don't wake up, I'm going to go to hell. Mm. And for me, I was afraid of the dark. Mm. Like up until I became a believer, I could never be in the dark. Wow. But I was afraid to speak out because if you have a question in Islam that is contrary to Islam, immediately if you ask a question, it's shut down or you get beat. You don't say anything against Allah or Muhammad. It's not accepted. Mm. So don't ask questions. Keep it to yourself. Mm. So you're pretty much dealing with your own thoughts in your mind and you're not able to ask anything, which can be very difficult when you're young. And what about heaven? You know, how would anyone get to heaven then? What was the belief? The belief is that heaven is dependent on your works. So what Muslims believe is that when they die and they go to be with Allah, Allah was going to put their good works and their bad works on a scale, right? Mm -hmm. And if your good works outweigh your bad works, then you may go to heaven. Still, there's no guarantee because he may change his mind. Mm. So you don't really know. When I went to South Africa after 23 years because my mom grew ill, I was at the hospital with her. And mind you, I hadn't spoken to my family in many, many years because I had been ostracized. So I went in not knowing what's going to happen. But when I went to see my mom and we reunited, she would say things like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I asked her, what are you talking about? She was so afraid that if she dies, she didn't know what was going to happen to her. And I said, mom, you've done all these amazing things. And, you know, there is another way. But she didn't want to hear that. So the fear is always death. Muslims fear death like it's the worst thing in the world to happen. Hmm. And a lot of people can feel that way, too. But that's interesting to find out that a lot of people in that faith fear that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to find out about that a little bit more on our next show about how, though you were a devout Muslim, you had an encounter with Jesus that changed your life. And we're going to pray for those who are afraid to die. And we're going to have you back on our next show, Grace. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. You know, that fear of death. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that, not just in the Muslim faith, but a lot of people have that thinking in their mind, which is if I do more good, if I'm a good person, I will go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And that uncertainty usually comes in, which is how good do you have to be? Mm -hmm. How good does one have to be? Because how can you be sure where you're going? It's like going through a dark hole or sticking your hand in a black box. It's scary. People Mm -hmm. don't tend to do that. Right. But how can you be assured? Well, the good news is when you encounter Jesus Christ, Jesus says something profound. He just says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible also says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will have eternal life and shall not perish. Mm -hmm. Perish means to go to hell. And the reason why we know that is Jesus came and he died a very painful death. And when he died for us, it's like he took the bad grade for us and gave us the good works or the perfect score to get into heaven. And so right now, for someone who's listening and saying, I really want that. I've been struggling my whole life, wondering if I'm good enough to go to heaven. My friend, it's right here before you. Just say this with me. Jesus, Jesus, I call out to your name. Call out to your name. I'm not good enough, but I know you are. And so I just receive you. I believe in you. And I trust in you for my salvation. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I receive you now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Our number is 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.